It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. How many are even now still clinging to the notion that politics and elections matter? All a scripted theater of mass distraction with collapse already unfolding. And now the weather. Cloudy with scattered showers of plastic. That's a headline from American Free Press. The issue is of grave importance because this element is in every breath we take, along with nanoparticles of multiple heavy metals, all materials named in climate engineering patents. At the start of last week's broadcast was a report on pathogens in clouds. There is also this report to consider in the equation. The perfect pathogen storm. Deadly bacteria is adapting to plastic. That headline report was from SciTech Daily. Though the SciTech Daily report focuses on the oceans, polymer nanoparticles are in every breath we take as well, from the North Pole to the South Pole and everywhere in between. There's no place to hide. And P.S., about those new supposedly more environmentally friendly materials, from Gizmodo.com, this new headline, Biodegradable Plastic Doesn't Actually Break Down in the Ocean. From that report, plastics sold as greener alternatives act a lot differently in marine environments. Troubling new research finds. Let's put this in the category of green energy, so-called renewable energy that isn't. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all a facade that's designed and scripted to make populations continue doing what they're doing and not looking at the wider horizon, believing that someone somewhere is taking care of everything and the carbon fuel carnival will continue indefinitely into the future. Couldn't be further from the truth. While imminent impact looms large on the horizon, we're trashing the planet with permanent chemical elements, literally the gift that keeps on giving. More recent reports. Plastic rain is the new acid rain. That was from Wired.com. Another from the World Economic Forum. Scientists find plastic pollution in the rain and in the air we breathe. Covered that many times, trying to drive that point home. From National Geographic, microplastics are raining down from the sky. Let's add this new recent report from Yale 360. Microplastics are filling the skies. Will they affect the climate? Question mark. From that report, recent studies revealed that tiny pieces of plastic are constantly lofted into the atmosphere. These particles can travel thousands of miles and affect the formation of clouds, which means they have the potential to impact temperature, rainfall, and even climate change. Let's stop there for a moment. What's missing from this report summary? That polymer nanoparticles are also being dispersed in disguise all over the world by the ongoing and expanding global climate intervention operations, not just derailing weather and climate, but also human health. Polymer nanoparticles function as biological carrier platforms. Why are they being sprayed into our skies? It's not just climate engineering. There's so much more to what's occurring above us. About the unimaginably microscopic polymer particles, a UK Guardian report has just stated, quote, they are the particles most likely to get through our biological membranes into tissues, including the blood-brain barrier. That doesn't bode well for the human race or the web of life. The clock is ticking. Upper-level wind currents are carrying and distributing all the elements already named and much more. 
But there are additional threats. Recent data reveals that the jet stream is also now in uncharted territory. Though mainstream media sources, Matrix Media, will try to hide and deny this fact, as they do with countless other converging cataclysms or narratives that conflict with official government propaganda. Welcome to the New World. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations, which, for the record, mathematically and statistically, are the greatest and most immediate threat we collectively face short of nuclear cataclysm, which is now also on the menu. Again, there are top officials in many circles that are abdicating for the use of nuclear weapons to put enough particulate matter into the atmosphere to slow the runaway climate collapse that's already occurring. Will that help? Will that slow anything down? No, it will accelerate it. It will ensure that we have absolutely no chance. But that's the type of insane delusion we are dealing with with the so-called controllers of the matrix. Total insanity. Moving on. On another note that may seem unrelated to unfolding biosphere collapse, but in fact may be far more connected than most would dare to imagine, what other coming distractions might the controllers of the matrix have in mind? Could the missing 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate be a part of the picture? From many sources, this California officials investigating loss of 30 ton shipment of explosive chemicals. From that report, some 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate, a chemical that can be used as a component in explosives, went missing as it was shipped by rail from Wyoming to California last month, prompting four separate investigations. And this updated report, federal investigators probe how 30 tons of explosive ammonium nitrate vanished into thin air. Ammonium nitrate was a key component in the bomb used to carry out the Oklahoma City bombing. An estimated 1,000 to 2,000 pounds of the chemical was used in the attack on April 19, 1995, meaning that the amount which has now vanished could be used to create from 30 to 60 equivalent explosions. Question, were we told the whole truth about what happened in Oklahoma in 1995? You decide. Next question, is someone somewhere planning for a fireworks grand finale? Again, I'll leave it up to the listener to decide. And while doing so, consider that As climate and biosphere collapse unfolds and accelerates and can no longer be hidden from populations, the global predator parasite class will become more desperate and dangerous than ever before. They have many cards. They will play them. It shocks me to the marrow to hear so-called elected officials and self-proclaimed patriots clamoring about make-believe freedom and democracy that they say needs to be protected with more and bigger weapons of mass destruction, even as the planet's life support systems hurl into cascading collapse scenarios. Here's the reality of the matter. The faster we build more and bigger weapons of mass destruction, the sooner we all perish and bringing the entire web of life with us. The wheels of near-term self-annihilation have long since been put into motion. The process is accelerating exponentially. Complete collapse, and worse, looms large on the extremely near-term horizon, and even now, almost none see it coming. Why not? Training, programming, and propaganda from birth. Ideological subversion. What is it? What part has it played in the epidemic of willful blindness 
from Nation.com. Ideological subversion is a psychological warfare tool used to change what people believe or to change their perception of reality. This tactic is used as an offensive tactic by hostile intelligence services. Large quantities of misinformation and outright deception are used as weapons against competing nations, political systems, or the very population that completely corrupt governments claim to serve. The purpose of such propaganda-driven methodology is to attack people at the psychological level in a bid to destabilize and undermine the entire ideological structure of a nation. The ultimate goal is complete collapse of the target society. But it isn't just a single target society. The entire ship is going down, i.e. planet Earth, and we're all on it. In regard to the ideological subversion theme just covered, it boils over in every direction by design, creating societal divisions that blind all sides of the fence to the wider horizon. Such divisions and manufactured blindness is shockingly pervasive in regard to the unfolding and accelerating abrupt climate and environmental collapse and climate engineering operations. One side of the orchestrated divide fully acknowledges the rapidly warming planet, but not climate engineering. On the other side of the fence, some are finally facing the climate engineering issue, but completely denying the unfolding planetary meltdown, all too often calling it, quote, a hoax. Paradoxically, that's exactly the narrative the climate engineers and the controllers of the matrix want. That narrative does nothing but harm to the anti-climate engineering battle. Ideological subversion, mass formation, psychosis, willful ignorance, deadly denial, under any label, if a large percentage of the population doesn't soon clear the lens through which they view the world and take appropriate action, our days are numbered. Back to the ongoing climate engineering operations and chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding, countless forms of frozen material now falls from our skies, and it's getting bigger. On that note, from BBC, how climate change is leading to bigger hailstones. The report says hailstones, when they fall, are likely to get larger. But this report is patently false. It's not climate change that's leading to bigger hailstones. I'm not denying that the climate is changing. In fact, again, we're in an abrupt climate collapse. The planet's in total meltdown. But that's not why hailstones are getting bigger. They're getting bigger because cloud moisture is being seeded with patented processes of chemical ice nucleation, cloud seeding. That's why they're getting bigger. Search Lake Michigan ice balls. Take a look at those photos. Search the entire engineering winter section at geoengineeringwatch.org, including the patents for chemical ice nucleating cloud seeding operations that caused the ice nucleation process to start much sooner and grow much faster. And thus we have now this frozen material falling regularly, almost every storm, and the chunks of ice are getting bigger and bigger, doing more and more damage. But it does cause a flash surface cool down. And that creates the kinds of headlines and confused perceptions that the climate engineers want. Plugs into everything I've already covered. Let's elaborate on this. The southeastern U.S. flash floods and flash surface cooldown, patented processes, again, of chemical ice nucleating cloud seeding operations are core to that equation. On that note, from directweather.com, this headline, massive cooldown and major coastal nor'easter to wreak havoc on travelers this weekend. They need a lot of moisture to conduct chemical ice nucleating operations, and this orchestrated scenario will give them exactly that. As the climate system unravels, 
being further fueled by the weather warfare operations. What's her overall trajectory? Here's a clue from MSN.com. A huge chunk of the U.S. could see blackouts this summer. This is the conclusion of a major U.S. energy regulator. But not to worry. The weather terrorists are busy drying out boreal forests, which facilitates unprecedented wildfire incinerations, which in turn fills the skies with sun-blocking smoke. Problem solved. That's the self-destructive perspective of the matrix manipulators. On that note, from the Weather Channel climate engineering cover-up actors, blazing wildfires across Canada make the sun look blood red over many parts of the U.S. From the Weather Channel report, quote, decades from now, the world will look back at the climate catastrophe wondering where it all went wrong. Maybe, they say, if we just had better warnings to inform the masses, things could have moved faster. About that statement, truly unfathomable hypocrisy from the climate engineering cover-up crew at the Weather Channel. And about the wildfires, they will continue to increase. Search this report title, Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Please help us to circulate this critically important report. From the Scotsman.com, wildfires are pushing peatlands toward a terrifying climate tipping point. For those that don't know what peatland fires are, they are very difficult to put out. In fact, they can burn all winter long, even in the Arctic. And this is already occurring. So the final conclusion to this headline is no. We're not nearing a climate change tipping point. We've already leapt off a climate collapse cliff. The climate engineering global experiment from which there is no return is only accelerating the extreme damage human activity has already inflicted on the planet. And when the smoke clears and or where there's no forest to incinerate and not enough moisture to chemically nucleate, the heat is already becoming lethal. From Al Jazeera, Middle East countries face extreme heat risk, study finds. Reports as new research published in Nature Sustainability Journal suggests several regional countries may have entire populations exposed to extreme temperatures due to climate change. Not just climate change. Also, Ionosphere heater-induced high-pressure heat domes. There are many layers to weather weaponry. There have already been heat index temperatures recorded in the Middle East in the 160-degree range. That's the feels-like temperature. Deadly heat isn't just coming to many parts of the world. It's already here, and it's getting worse. One more footnote. Ionosphere heater transmissions from facilities like HARP in Alaska, and there are many of these facilities, different designs, but there are many around the world. Their transmissions can and are being bounced off reflective and electrically conductive climate engineering elements that are now saturating our atmosphere. When these unimaginably powerful transmissions are, in this way, beamed back down into Earth's strata, thermal expansion occurs. Seismic activity can thus be triggered and very likely volcanic event scenarios as well. How many are taking notice of all the recent eruptions? I'm not attributing all of it to the processes just described, but to ignore these processes as a core potential factor is a grave mistake. Next, more ionosphere heater potentials. A number of climate scientists are sounding the alarm. The jet stream is crossing the equator. This should not occur due to the Coriolis effect of the planet's rotation, but it has now occurred on a number of recent occasions. Though some matrix media sources are doing their best to pretend this jet stream behavior is normal, it is not. 
Coming climate chaos is already unfolding and accelerating, further fueled by climate intervention operations, a.k.a. weather warfare. There are relationships between physical, chemical, and biological cycles that are little known or completely unknown, therefore not computable. What is now certain is this. We are now in completely uncharted territory and heading at full speed in the wrong direction. Next, this puzzle piece from Severe Weather Europe. Unusual ocean anomalies are being detected in the North Atlantic, impacting the Atlantic storm systems as we head into the summer season. Unusual ocean anomalies. Sounds ambiguous, as it's likely meant to. Just more cover-up from the so-called climate engineering community that has, so far, not summoned the courage to sound the alarm on the completely out-of-control weather warfare operations. Moving on, Super Typhoon Mawar is 2023's strongest storm as winds leap to 175 miles per hour. That report is from the Washington Post. They continue, the storm has departed Guam and could threaten the northern Philippines and Taiwan early next week. They say after blasting Guam on Wednesday with gusts over 100 miles per hour and more than two feet of rain, Typhoon Mawar has rapidly gained strength and become 2023's most intense storm. It's also stronger than any storm that formed in all of 2022. Meteorologists say that while Mawar was formidable when it struck Guam, it could have been much worse. The storm's peak winds dropped significantly on its approach to the island. The main cause, they say, for this downgrading of the storm was a well-timed eyewall replacement cycle, a process in which the ring of powerful thunderstorms around the cyclone's center degrade. The report then says this, quote, what happened in the evolution of the core of super typhoon Mawar was nothing short of a miracle for the small island of Guam. Well, there you have it. Officially, it wasn't climate engineering. It was just a, quote, miracle. Here's what actually happened with super typhoon Mawar. It deflected 90 degrees to the north and then again 90 degrees back heading toward the west once it was far enough away not to inflict catastrophic damage on Guam. Very, very anomalous storm movement that was not nature. There's two major military bases on Guam, and this certainly spared them. Just a coincidence? You decide. The report continues, after pulling away from Guam, Mawar began to rapidly intensify again. Wow, what a coincidence. It's peak winds jumping to 175 miles per hour. That is a storm that, at that intensity, the actual energy in that storm is probably 10 times greater than what hit Guam, and it immediately strengthened to this point just after it was pushed away from Guam, and the frequency transmitter facilities needed to affect the storm in this way are located on the island of Guam. That's what the transmissions do. They have a repelling effect on the storm, and this is exactly how they steer these storms. Please search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricanes. We have multiple reports, steerings of Hurricane Harvey, Maria, Michael. You can see the interaction of these frequency transmissions and how they steer these storms. It is not nature. It is not a coincidence that this storm did a 90-degree deflection before it impacted the military bases on Guam, and now it rapidly intensifies to statistically perhaps 10 times more powerful and is heading for other potential targets 
further west. The report then states this, the Japan Meteorological Agency forecast a cyclone to be among the strongest storms on record in the region so early in the season. The next targets for this cyclone in the coming days, the Philippines and Taiwan. Any major landfall of the cyclone will certainly devastate infrastructure and agriculture. Control the weather, control the food supplies, control populations. On that note, Italian agriculture severely impacted as floods ravage region. Drought deluge scenarios. The hallmark of climate engineering operations from MSN. A parallel headline, flooding red alert remains in parts of northern Italy. Also major flooding in Kenya, Uganda. The list goes on and on. Where it's not flooding, flash droughts are decimating crops and populations. Again, remember, drought deluge scenarios are the hallmark of climate engineering weather warfare operations. Next from businessinsider.com, El Nino on the way could wipe out $3 trillion of world economy. From that report, El Nino is on the horizon, which can lead to severe heat waves and droughts in many countries, including India, and could take $3 trillion toll on global economy. New research just published in the journal Science has warned. So there you have it. Deny climate engineering, a.k.a. weather warfare. Blame it all on nature and or all the other forms of planet-destroying human activities. Geoengineering operations are pushing us from the proverbial frying pan into the fire. The rest of this year will be the worst yet. Next question. How dark is the wider horizon? New from the Jerusalem Post. Mass extinction of Earth's wildlife is closer than we think. New study states... In that report, human destruction of global wildlife is occurring at an alarming rate, according to a new study published in the Journal of Biological Reviews, using population data from over 70,000 species. This is parallel to a report I covered last week. Of animals spanning all five vertebrate groups, mammals, birds, reptiles, amphibians, fish study authors were able to demonstrate a large-scale erosion of species across the board. Is that really that hard to determine? I go into the forest here around my formerly thriving off-grid wilderness home. It's silent. Almost no birds, almost no insects. I rarely see bears now. There are some deer, but so many other species are all but gone. And they still pretend in the so-called climate science community that a problem's looming somewhere down the road. No, it's here. It's kicking in the front door now. On that theme, new from the New York Times, a Canadian Armageddon sets parts of Western Canada on fire. From that report, fires have broken out throughout Western Canada, including British Columbia. Climate research suggests that heat and drought associated with global warming are major reasons for the increase in bigger and stronger fires. Let's stop there for a moment. What kind of so-called climate science community can completely deny the atrocities in our skies that anyone with any sense of logic, reason, and a functional sense of vision can see is occurring. And yet the whole of so-called society, with very few exceptions, continues to pretend it isn't happening. And that is the single greatest reason for the massive increase in bigger and stronger fires. That is not a denial of all the other forms of human damage to the planet. That's not a denial that going through 100 million barrels of carbon fuel a day isn't a massive part of the converging catastrophes we face. But in the case of the wildfires, we can say definitively, conclusively, single biggest factor climate engineering, cutting off the flow of precipitation, the precipitation that does fall is toxic, 
poisoning soil microbiome and root systems. It's destroying the ozone layer, which is bombarding forest foliage with intense UV radiation. These electrically conductive particles are creating much more static electricity buildup in the atmosphere, creating more dry lightning. They're often desiccant particles, which dry up atmospheric relative humidity, so we have more dry thunderstorms from every conceivable direction. Climate engineering is fueling these fires. We have military documents titled, quote, wildfires as a military weapon, describing exactly the type of boreal forest preparation to ensure that they incinerate with unbelievable ferocity. How many puzzle pieces do we need to connect to form a clear enough picture for the so-called climate science community to stand up, show some backbone, and tell the truth? How bad does it have to get? This report continues. The bulk of the fires are in the far north of the province, home to many indigenous communities, dealing a heavy blow to people who depend on the land and natural resources. I'm sorry to say that so far, the indigenous leaders that I have communicated with in a number of regions and supplied, during Watchdog has supplied boxes of materials to, they've done nothing. They're politically infighting, just like the rest of society. And that's how the Matrix manipulators have planned this to happen. Keep all the infighting going, and populations have no idea that they're about to be run down by the oncoming train. They have no idea. The orchestrated divide-and-conquer tactics have unfortunately worked very well in the indigenous communities, and that is my distant lineage, Choctaw. It's time for everyone from every side of the fence to clear their lens, summon their courage, stand up, and make a difference while we still can. From CBC Canada, smoke offers some relief for Alberta firefighters in wildfire battle. They say smoky conditions have led to less fire activity due to the cooling effect. Over 500 fires have burned in the province to date this year, destroying almost 2.5 million acres. Think about that. Many don't understand how much smoke can create temporary cooling, but it does. And we have even seen and have film footage of blanket aerosol operations occurring directly above smoke banks. Why would they do that? Here's one reason. Because they could conceivably chemically nucleate the moisture in the smoke. There's a lot of moisture in smoke. In fact, so much moisture that if there's a strong enough heat plume, it creates a pyrocumulus cloud that can actually precipitate rain. That's the moisture from the forest that has gone into the atmosphere. And could they chemically nucleate that? Yes. And it appears that they are because I have been outside into this kind of condition, massive smoke canopy over my wilderness location, parades of jets being heard overhead, and a cold, dense layer of air hits the surface, dropping temperatures 15 to 20 degrees. Would they do that? Are they that desperate? Again, Please search and view Wildfires Serve Geoengineering Agenda. Look at the data presented in that very important video. Decide for yourself. From Euronews.com, we can't escape the reality. France is preparing for 4 degrees C of warming by 2100. The government is now looking at a more pessimistic scenario where warming hits 4C. Now, that's, that's not pessimistic. That's delusional. We're past 3.5 degrees C now. By 2100, this planet could resemble Venus. And for those that don't, because it's just too horrible a reality to even consider, that doesn't change the reality. And the non-linear nature of what we have done to the planet with about 50 feedback loops triggered already 
can launch us to that bad of a scenario. Please search geoengineeringwatch.org Venus Syndrome. Look at the data. Don't come to conclusions because it feels good or because someone told you something or you heard something somewhere. Do your own research. That's all I'm asking. This report then states the following. This is again from Euronews.com. Water shortages could also increase, causing pressure on agriculture. What a moronic statement. If you don't have enough water, you're not going to grow any food. How simple is that? It's not a could, may, might equation. It's an absolutely certain equation. Next, Met Office, that's a meteorological office in the UK, reveals when African plume heat wave will hit the UK. A Met Office forecast indicated warm days ahead as the UK bids farewell to chilly and rainy weather. This is a common scenario. There's enough moisture. They're chemically nucleating it. It's a constant perpetual drip, cold, chemical cold, a natural feeling cold that then breaks away to a high-pressure heat dome and record high temperatures. Weather whack-a-mole. Over and over, weather whiplash. The report then states, weather maps reveal a high pressure taking over the country very soon, ahead of the possible arrival of the African plume, bringing heat wave-like conditions to the UK by the end of May. High pressure was set to dominate the UK's weather in the coming weeks. Set by who? What does that mean? Are they covertly giving us a message with this? And yes, absolutely, ionosphere heaters can Create this exact condition. That's exactly what they're doing. If you don't know what an ionosphere heater is, please research that issue. It is a weapon of mass destruction, nothing less. From the New York Times, heat wave and blackout would send half of the Phoenix population to emergency rooms, study says. New research warns that nearly 800,000 residents would need emergency medical care for heat stroke and other illnesses in an extended power failure. It's in the Phoenix region again. The report then says other cities are also at risk. Of course they are. Why wouldn't they be? And as far as the grid's going out, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And sometime soon, they're going to go out and they're not going to come back on. This entire construct of militarized, industrialized society was never sustainable, not even close. And for making that comment, I already know, I'll have lots of messages sent to me, chastising me, Asking me, well, then what's my solution? And what they want to know is, what's my solution for a way that we can keep this insanity going? The looting, plundering, pillaging, polluting of our planet somehow perpetually forever. How can we keep that going? Answer, we can't. There is no silver bullet solution for a way to live insanely fighting against nature, which is a war against ourselves ultimately forever. You can't do that. There are laws, there are natural laws, and we have breached all of them. And using the weather as a weapon of war is the epitome of human insanity. The only thing I can compare it to it is a population that refuses to acknowledge this. We're caught between the hammer and the anvil, a clinically insane matrix power structure and a population that refuses to face reality. From the weathernetwork.com, the next five years will smash global temperature records, says New World Meteorological Organization report. They state a new report contains dire predictions for the next five years with temperatures rising to new record levels, continued ocean heating and acidification, sea ice loss, glacier melt, sea level rise, and more extreme weather. And what's the response of far too many, again, that refuse to face the wider horizon? Who needs glaciers? living oceans and functional environments. We have McDonald's and Walmart. Yeah, that'll save us. Welcome to the asylum. And I know that there are many exceptions out there. And to you, I express my deepest gratitude. To those, whatever their 
individual circumstance or situation are doing their best. And that's all you can do. All we are ever expected to do is to do our best to do our best. But there are so many that are making no attempt whatsoever except to party on the deck of the Titanic until it goes under. And that is not a life well lived. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 407, May 27th, 2023. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on 22 AM and FM stations throughout the country. All recent recordings of this broadcast can be found on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org under the recent column. Geoengineering Watch wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and thus our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. On that subject, if you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email, directly from the homepage of Geoengineering Watch. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other Geoengineering Watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. How do we reach those that still aren't looking up? Geoengineering Watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. Our only goal to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward as fast as possible. There are very high quality printed materials with shocking images of pictures worth a thousand words. And we pass these on, these printed materials. They're less than our cost. The printing and shipping and packing exceeds what we charge, but our only goal is to cover as much of our costs as we can and to get these materials into circulation as fast as possible because we are running out of time. You can also, from your own home computer, for free, all the Geoengineering Watch links, including the dimming, we made it available to the public the moment it was done. We spent a tremendous amount of resource and energy on that film. We made it available for free the moment it was done. My only goal as a human being on this planet, as a part of the whole, is to play my part as well as I can, to do everything I can to give back to that which has allowed me to experience what I have on this miracle planet. We also have geoengineering watch hoodies and shirts, very high quality four color images, both sides, the images of a military tanker descending down over the planet at spraying, the dimming sun in the background with this caption, stop climate engineering, investigate, and below that geoengineeringwatch.org so people can find a credible source of data. We have scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate intervention issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken those involved from the military to private defense contractors and awaken their families as well. If you're willing to share a picture of yourself with a geoengineering watch shirt at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street, etc., please send your photo to us so we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. And as I stated moments ago, I wish to express my deepest gratitude to all those who are steadfastly committed to this must-win fight for all that matters. Stay tuned for input on how you can make your voice heard. Moving on. Weather whiplash and weather whack-a-mole. 
brutal building heat in countless locations is often further magnified by ionosphere heater-induced atmospheric high-pressure zones. In other regions where atmospheric moisture flows are being allowed and manipulated, combined with constant cloud seeding with chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations, causing a roller coaster ride of up and down temperature swings with various forms of frozen precipitation accompanying the events. Everything from extreme hail to what is now called grapple to sleet to styrofoam-like ice balls and more. Chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations are core to these scenarios as the weather makers try with increasing desperation to chemically cool some regions of the world at the cost of further damaging what is yet left of the planet's life support systems. New from the UK Guardian, slowing ocean current caused by melting Antarctic ice could have drastic climate impact study says there's no could no may no might that word is always used from a climate science community that is bought sold paid for and completely manipulated by the matrix controllers when will they band together behind the scenes summon their courage stand up and acknowledge the truth and that starts in the case of reports like this by not using the words could may might There's no question as the current slow and shut down, catastrophic climate impacts are going to occur. It's already starting. And after acknowledging how bad it really is, the climate science community needs to summon the courage to tell the truth about climate engineering operations. Next from theconversation.com, Antarctic alarm bells. Observations reveal deep ocean currents are slowing earlier than predicted. Circulations are slowing down and it's happening decades earlier than was forecasted. This is over and over, week after week. I cover reports like this. It's way worse than we thought. It's happened way faster than we thought. And that's exactly what geoengineeringwatch.org has stated on the record was going to happen for 15 years. Why did it take the so-called climate science community so long to start telling the truth? Because now it's becoming almost impossible to hide. And they're realizing their paychecks and pensions aren't going to matter much longer, nor the Ponzi scheme retirement accounts, and that's why they're keeping the stock market propped up so much, by the way, because the moment it it completely implodes, game over. People realize that then. And think about the whole of militarized, industrialized society. Under any scenario, it will collapse. If it can't continue grinding up nature to sustain itself, it will collapse. If it stops grinding up nature to sustain itself, it will collapse. In either case, it will collapse. It's inevitable at this point. How clear can that be? How many, even at this late hour, are tenaciously clinging to the total delusion that this flash-in-the-pan paradigm of the Anthropocene era, the age of man, is going to continue like it has, or continue at all at this point? An analogy I shared on previous broadcast. I was about 10 years old when I saw this. For those that have already heard it, I'm sorry, I want to repeat it for those who haven't, but I was about 10 years old watching an environmental documentary, and they tied, the natives in the Amazon tied a clear jar to a tree, put a fruit in it. The monkey came, reached his hand in the jar, grabbed the fruit, couldn't get his hand out of the, the jar, and they walk right up on him in order to put him in, on the menu. They're going to eat that monkey. And he is thrashing around violently, but he won't let go of the fruit, thus he can't get his hand out of the jar, thus he becomes a menu item. Are we behaving any differently? How many are unwilling to let go of their carbon fuel created creature comforts? They're unwilling to let that go. Unwilling to change anything. 
for the chance for their posterity to have a future. How wrong is that? On this broadcast, I can tell the whole truth on the air because Global Alert News will never allow any commercial sponsorship ever. Our airtime is paid for out of pocket so I can say what needs to be said. And no matter how bitter the truth is, fully facing it is the only way forward in this fight. Pressing on, Antarctic sea ice is at record low levels and still plunging further into record low territory. Arctic ice is also disintegrating at blinding speed. It's far worse than is being disclosed. Climate engineering operations and sea surface chemical ice nucleation operations are being utilized to mask the severity of the melt-off. To view shocking satellite images of sea surface chemical ice nucleation operations, please search this report headline. What are the climate engineers doing in the Arctic? Astounding images and dead scientists. An important report from geoengineeringwatch.org. Are any major U.S. matrix media corporations covering these extremely dire scenarios? Of course not. They're far too busy covering the latest scripted distract and divide dramas while the world goes down in flames, further fueled by the shockingly visible climate engineering assault in our skies that the majority can't seem to see, and that all official sources and all so-called elected officials tell us isn't really there. It's just our imagination. What's the real driving force behind incurable denial and baffling blindness? Greed and gluttony till the brutal, bitter end. On that note, from the Weather Channel Climate Engineering Cover-Up Agency, as warming melts the permafrost, toxic waste from 10,000 contaminated areas could spill into the Arctic. According to the study, the risk stems from about 1,000 industrial sites and 2,200 to 4,800 contaminated areas that are at risk of destabilization. However, the report says, if we touch the feared 2 degrees C warming target, all of these already dreary numbers could more than double. That's where we reached the 10,000 point. And guess what? Based on unfiltered frontline temperature data, we are past 3.5 degrees C right now. So let's consider the conclusion of this report, that all this contamination from an eventual 10,000 contaminated sites, quote, could spill into the Arctic when the ice melts, and it absolutely already is. Clearly, there is not a could, may, might in this equation. It doesn't belong there. This massive contamination is a given. We're poisoning our planet far past the point of no return. But who cares? Shareholders are making millions, at least for the moment. On that note, from multiple sources, 80% of Shell Oil shareholders vote to let the world burn. No surprise. Just one example. There are countless others. It is the very basis for militarized, industrialized society to destroy the natural environment in order to construct the completely unsustainable and decimating everything in the process. From USA Today, Supreme Court limits government power to curb water pollution. Also, no surprise. That's what the system is designed to do. If you think the public protection agencies like EPA is really there to warn you of threats, guess again. They're there to hide those threats from you. That's their job. From Climate Action Australia, one-third of humanity on the move to escape the climate crisis For those that don't yet accept it, the majority of mass migrations around the world are due to the fact that many regions are no longer habitable. 
This is on top of all the other conflicts and societal breakdowns that are occurring that are all connected to the fact that those areas are no longer becoming habitable. And there's not enough to go around. You have Mad Max scenarios, and that's what's happening. And it's getting worse, fast. And even now, how many are still trying to convince themselves that the already unfolding collapse is just some sort of economic problem? Again, time to wake up. No habitat, no humans. From CBC Canada, rise in extreme wildfires linked directly to emissions from oil companies in new study. Again, Less than a half truth at best. Is burning 100 million barrels of carbon fuel a day a problem? Absolutely. Massive problem. With increasingly diminished returns, I've been over this in previous broadcasts, that the energy contained in one barrel of oil was enough to help extract 100 more barrels of oil in the year 1900. Now, because oil is becoming much harder and more difficult to extract and find, it takes one barrel of energy to extract only five barrels. That's a 95% reduction in return. How long can that last? And we already have energy net negative scenarios like the Canadian tar sands, a complete exercise in total insanity. It takes more net units of energy to process the tar sands into the form of carbon fuel they want then you actually get out of that finished product. It's, an, again, an energy net negative. You're actually losing ground. But the human race does it anyway. It's like fracking, contaminating groundwater all over the world forever just to keep the paradigm going a bit longer. And think about the total insanity of the military-industrial complex. How much carbon fuel does it take to fly geoengineering jets all over the planet, spraying toxic, light-scattering particles into the sky to try to block some of the sun's incoming thermal energy, or at least so we're told, and we know they're using it for weather warfare, How insane is that? How much carbon is that putting in the atmosphere? How counterproductive is that? But they do it anyway because it's a way to, again, preserve their hold on power for just a bit longer at the cost of no one getting out alive. No one. That's the course we're on. New from CNN, global temperature rise could see billions live in places where human life doesn't flourish. Well, that headline is an understatement, but let's continue with it. Heat waves have recently rippled across India. By the end of the century, the country will have the largest population impacted by extreme heat due to global warming, a new study finds. They continue, there is a profound reshaping of the habitability of the surface of the planet, and it could lead, not could, not may, not might, is, but they say could lead to potentially large-scale reorganizations of where people live. No. The conclusion of the CNN article statement is total delusion. If the human race remains on its current course, it won't be a matter of where people live. They won't be alive at all. We'll be lucky if anyone is still hanging on by the end of this decade if we remain on the current course, let alone by the end of the century. Not opinion. It's a mathematical certainty. I've been over those figures again and again and again. We're down 80 to 90% of the insect populations now. Plankton populations crashing. Ozone later disintegrating. Wildlife populations plummeting. I could go on and on and on. We can't survive without a functional planet. How simple is that? The human race, taken as a whole, has swept over the planet like a plague, grinding up the environment in our path in order to keep the wheels of industrialized, militarized, so-called civilization turning. Our lives are completely dependent on the planet retaining functional life support systems, functional environments without which we all die. And though I realize and am grateful for those that are doing their best to actually give more than they take, they are the rare exception to the rule. 
and how few there are from any side of the fence that are willing to even face unpleasant realities, let alone to make any legitimate effort to change things for the better. And no, it's not just the clinically insane that manipulate the matrix. Because as I've stated so many times, they could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. That must change or we are done. Skies all over the planet increasingly look like scenes from a science fiction movie. And the masses go about their lives completely oblivious. All their focus on scripted political circus, which Matrix Media makes the most of. Distract, divide, polarize, conquer, keeping the majority of the masses effectively blind to the wider horizon. Till the brutal bitter end. The CNN report then states extreme heat is also predicted to decrease crop yields and increase conflict and the spread of diseases. Again, Mad Max on steroids is so perilously close. Scientists have long warned that warming beyond 1.5 degrees Celsius would result in catastrophic and potentially irreversible changes. In the worst case scenarios, they say if Earth warms up by 3.6 or even 4.4 degrees Celsius by the end of the century, half of the world's population will be outside the climate niche constituting what the report calls an existential risk. This is, it's so moronic, this kind of reporting. First, we're likely past 3.5 degrees C warming now, not end of the century now. Second, if you're in a place that won't support life, you will not live. That's not an existential threat. That's a death sentence. Let's call it what it is. We are drowning in a sea of lies, all of it, top to bottom, but not in the direction that so many want to believe, that it's not as bad as we're being told. To believe that is not to know or care about shockingly verifiable realities, and here they are. What we face, what is already unfolding at blinding speed, is scientifically termed an abrupt climate collapse scenario. Translation. What we collectively face is unimaginably worse than any and all of the worst-case scenarios that we've officially been told. And how does the Matrix continue to hide weather warfare in plain sight by pretending it's something they could, may, might do someday? On that note, from the RAND Corporation, Climate Control, International Legal Mechanisms for Managing the Geopolitical Risks of Geoengineering. From this report, the prospect of using geoengineering to address the accelerating effects of climate change in reality, climate collapse, is becoming more likely and many of the potential technologies have negative externalities on the global to regional scale. That is a gross understatement. Climate engineering is a catastrophe, an unfolding catastrophe. After 75 years of this insanity, we have all but completely disabled the planet's remaining life support systems. It is a death sentence that if it is allowed to continue, our only chance of turning the tide is to march together in this battle. From CommonDreams.org, big trouble in the deep. World's oceans are now heating up very, very, very fast. That is the headline. This is an experiment we haven't run before, the report says, and the test tube we're using is the whole planet. Again, over 75 years ago, those who control the matrix, those who print the money, that's the top of the pyramid, committed populations in the entire web of life to an experiment from which there is no return. Engineering the planet's life support systems with toxic elements. As I made mention of earlier in this broadcast, when I see a photograph or film footage of a sprawling megacity expanding into the horizon of the image, I wonder how can so many actually believe that such constructs are in any way sustainable, that somehow they'll last forever. 
when in fact megacities are the epitome of temporary human experiments that are already in the process of ending poorly or worse. Ralph Waldo Emerson stated the end of the human race will be that it will eventually die of civilization, end quote. But the looming reality continues to be ignored by the vast majority. The truth is a bitter pill that few are willing to swallow. The following quote is from Joseph Story, a man born nearly 250 years ago. He said, Republics are created by the virtue, public spirit, and intelligence of the citizens. They fall when the wise are banished from the public councils because they dare to be honest, while the profligate are rewarded because they flatter the people in order to betray them. As I previously stated many times, those in power are not gods, and we are not helpless. A few reminders. Courage is resistance to fear, mastery of fear, not absence of fear. That's from Mark Twain. And another from Mr. Twain. With courage, you will dare to take risks, have the strength to be compassionate, and the wisdom to be humble. Courage is the foundation of integrity. And now this from Mahatma Gandhi. It's easy to stand with the crowd. It takes courage to stand alone. Here's the bottom line. We're here for a reason. It's up to us, each of us, all of us, to decide what that reason is, why we are here. To perish in the attempt to expose and halt the insanity is infinitely more meaningful than to take your last breath wondering if you could have made a difference but never tried. Sharing dire data with those who don't want to hear it takes courage. It's not easy. But reaching a critical mass of awareness in the population is the only way forward in this fight. It's imperative to develop an effective and polished strategy. Less is often more. Cornering someone and ranting at them will only trigger their defenses. It will shut them down. Passing on the fertile seed of credible data with compelling images is much more effective. Don't push too hard, i.e. don't immediately dig up the seed of awareness you have planted in another to see if it has sprouted yet. When its time has come, you will know. But that time is not in our control. It's in bigger hands. Plant the seed. Move on. Keep sowing. Time is not on our side. The sand in the hourglass continues to run down. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help to turn the tide. Share credible data from a credible source. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, stay safe, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org.